And welcome to Your Favourite Film is Awful, the weekly show where we take your favourite films and defend them against negative reviews. As always, I am Luke MJ Powell, and with me is Charlie Lilly. How you doing, guys? And Sean Grimsley. What up? <laughs> what up? I'm hoping that these directions that I've pointed visually actually line up instead of just being flipped and I'm pointing off screen somewhere. <laughs> How are you both? I'm good. How about you, Sean? I'd- I, I too am well. I didn't want to speak for Charlie, but I'm good. Good, good, yeah. <laughs> good. But he appears to Excellent. be well, so we're well. Yeah, yeah, he appears I'm, to be we're, well. We're, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> You're here, and that's why we're happy. Yep. Today we are doing Fear Street 2021. Charlie, you're the one that, that opted for this film, so you get the privilege to tell us what it's about. Okay. I'll try my best. <laughs> uh, okay, so it's about a... A uh, bunch of teenagers who figure out that essentially um, there has been murders that are happening around their in their town that might be connected and go all the way back to the twelfth century. Um, this <laughs> um, a killer is basically on the loose and uh, they're trying to figure out how they can stop it. Essentially, uh, I don't know what which more I could. Say than that, it's a high school slasher movie um, with some supernatural elements. But this is only part one. Yes, there are are two more parts of three. Yes. Yeah. Fear Street Part One was that nineteen ninety four. Ninety four. And then they did that interesting thing where they released the the sequels like a week after each other, which was very interesting. Like, (laughs) I wonder if that worked. Yeah, I mean, it was one of the. Netflix are pretty uh, shady with their with their figures, unless it's like a massive hit and everybody's talking about it's true. it. true. This is very true. It's an interesting However, project to do, I think. I'm intrigued by how well it's yeah. done. And yeah. mm, I think, mm. and also, I, I like it, I like that as a concept, and I'm intrigued to see the others, but let's, let's get into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, like, it had some bits and pieces to it, some pieces of a puzzle that I would like to see concluded. However, what you missed from your plot synopsis uh, is encapsulated by Omar Salah's half-star review. This has been a pain to watch. This film has implemented every slasher cliche in every possible way, to the extent that I thought they were doing it on purpose. Everything about this film is atrocious. Bad acting, terrible lighting, corny comic relief lines, dreadful movie logic, and a dry, fruitless story. To classify this movie as a horror genre would be a scam. I highly recommend not watching this film. I just want to start off by saying this, and that is, I picked this movie this week before I'd seen it. I picked, <laughs> <laughs> I picked oh it dear. because I picked it because I see a lot of people on Twitter were talking about oh this cool trilogy of horror movies that are on Netflix, and I thought well, you know I like horror movies. I have a Shutter subscription, you know. Uh, this this is for me, you know. So I thought 
Let's just let's just let's just do it on the podcast before I watch it. Why? Why? It's supposed to be good, you know. Let's, let's so, put it on there. Fear Street. It's a three-part horror trilogy. That can't be tough to watch at all. No. Um, and then. So you did a an American the motion picture. Is is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, kind of. Yes. Uh, I also. I mean, and yeah, guys. I know this. This is your podcast where we. It's, you know, it's called your threat film was awful, and I know that the premise is that we try to defend movies. And I'm sorry, but because uh, this week I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna try my best to do that. But I wasn't the biggest fan of this movie. Just gonna get it out there, and I'm, I'll try and hide. I can't hide my opinions, Luke. All right, I can't, well, especially when it comes to this. All right, yeah, so yeah, I yeah. can't sit here and <laughs> try and make up some shit as to why this guy's wrong. <laughs> because <laughs> because yes, I think he's harsh. I guess. Uh, but I think what he's saying kind of has some truth to it. I think he, it, it's it's a lot of what we've seen before. But I do think the concept of it is cool. I think it ends kind of interestingly. Um, but, uh, but yeah, sure. Let's hand it over to Sean for a second. <laughs> Cause, uh, yeah, let's, let's do the, the, for the fact of transparency. Yes. Hey, hey, Sean, what did you feel of the film? <laughs> So, um, well, <laughs> uh, I think we fucked it this pin, week, boys. Here's a, here's a pinter <laughs> moment. Here's a pinter moment. Um, I, I will, I will say, in defence of the review itself, it looks good. Like, I, I don't think the cinema. Yeah, that is true. That is true. I, I agree. I yeah. think that's. A, I think that's a, a bad call. Yeah. Um, and 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 he's right. It does play on a lot of tropes, but you know, horror is a is a genre because it is. That tropey genre, yes, you know yes, I mean? definitely. Like they, it, it leads there's into rules. a lot of stuff. Yeah, there's there's a lot of rules. People know what they are, and you know the effectiveness of them is really the quality of the film in and of itself. Um, I, I I'll be honest. I it took me three goes to get through this film. Um, the first go I tried to watch it with my girlfriend, and we turned it off after five minutes. Um, and then I was like, no, I will persevere. And then I gave the next five minutes a go. Two days later. And I was like, "Oh, this got worse," and uh, <laughs> and then and then in advance of this podcast, you know, because as Charlie knows, the first ten minutes is is really important to Sean. It is who talks in the third person. Um, <laughs> I have to say, it got better. <laughs> I don't. I, I I was pleasantly surprised by the remaining hour and thirty minutes of the movie. Mm, mm. After the first ten, um, do I think it's a masterpiece? Absolutely not. Golly. But I, I can defend. I will be able to defend some of it. I, but you know, this is called it, your favorite. Is it awful? You know, your favorite film was awful, and we always say everywhere, is it? Yeah, it's a, that's, that's a true. Yes. that's a debate. That is true. That is true. That's it it is. This is a debate. It's. I, I always like to think of it like um, this: the film is on trial, and we're the defense lawyers. And in some cases, we know that the defendant did it. <laughs> we know that they've done the crime, but we still have to stand there with, with gritted teeth and be like, oh, it's, it's a good film. It's a good film. Until like, the jury rests and we can go, I hope that sack of shit rots. <laughs> um, so listeners, see if you can guess which films after we stopped recording the podcast we went. I hope that sack of shit. 
We don't have to wait. We asked the question at the end. Yeah, We're true. the jury. It's true. Uh, I, I have to agree with Sean. I do think that the uh, I do think the third act of the movie is its strongest. Um, and mm. I did find myself being more engaged in the third act. Um, I just think how we get to there uh, is very sloppy. Um, and a lot of the time, I think they kind of ruin opportunities to use a lot of tension to build stuff. Instead, we're being sort of told uh, there's tension with this music, the high strings. And I'm like, but we haven't yeah. seen anything yet that's scary. What's going on here? Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's, it's really weird. It's like, do you know when you play a video game and you know the enemy is a rat is about to attack you because the music starts playing and then you've killed mm. them all and you think you've killed them all, but the music's still playing. So you're like, no, there must be one left. Do you know what I mean? It was kind of like, that's how it came in. It was weird. It was like, yeah. Uh, uh, it was telling me before I even saw tension on the screen to feel tense. Um, but I did like that they didn't uh, shy away from getting a bit gruesome. I did mm. like that. I was I was a bit worried they weren't going to do that for a Netflix show, but they didn't they didn't mess around, um, and I did enjoy that. Um, I also think that some of the characters um, were, were ended up being more fun than I originally thought they would be uh, okay. from the start. But yeah, I have to agree with Sean for about the first five minutes. I thought Sean was being like, I don't know, exaggerating when he said it to me. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. I, I actually don't agree with the, the, the first 10 minute analogy. Because I thought that the first 10 minutes as its own little, little bit. Like, if that was a short film on, like, YouTube, I would have watched that quite happily. I'd been like, oh, yeah, it just alludes to, like, Scream and better slasher films. Sure, that's, like, a self-contained thing. And then the at the very end, when, like, the woman, uh, the girl gets pushed through the bread slicey yeah. machine. Those are my two favorite bits of that the was entire great. film. Uh, that was <laughs> the best bit of the movie, because I, I, I was like, that's no... They're not doing yeah. that. that. Especially that... because by that point, I'd assumed that she, like, I, I had assumed that they weren't going to do it and that the, the cast was going to stay. I yeah. knew that there were part two and three, so I, even though they've got dates going backwards, I assumed that this would be like a Scooby-Doo gang that would bounce between the three films. Because <laughs> I've heard um, the second one's better. I heard the second one's the best one. Yes, I've heard so this as well. I kind of want to watch friend that. Andre that came on to do uh, Train to Busan, he is a horror enthusiast. He loves he his said horror, that the yeah. second one's the best of the three. Okay. So that, that's hopeful. And that's the one um, with the sack on his head, isn't it? That's going to yeah, be the guy. Yeah, yes. Which I'm like, that, okay, I'm for that. I, I, will, I will say, like, I, I do think that, that, like, all of the different ways, different types of killers, like having more than one was a fun hmm. thing. That was to, a good to, idea. To, 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 you know, to kind of conjure up. I, yeah. I don't know how tightly these are based on the R.L. Stein books. Um, but it certainly felt like the overall thing is I think I became more forgiving when I realised that this was actually designed for teenagers. Like it isn't the kind of horror that's trying to appeal to everyone. It's like specifically designed for teenagers in the way that kind of the the Goosebumps movie with Jack Black was designed for kind of kids. Mm. Um, But I still feel like Scream's designed for teenagers, yet it still packs more of a punch. Do you know what I mean? Oh, no, I I know what you're saying, though. I know what you're saying. I feel like this is exclusively for teenagers. Yeah, it's exclusively. You're right. I don't think, unlike Scream, which is trying to say, like, 
if you're older and you've seen all the horror movies we're referencing, you'll you'll really enjoy this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I almost feel like this is for teens in the sense of it's assuming that they haven't seen Scream, or if they mm. have, that's the most that they understand of horror. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's yeah. so diluted through the postmodernism. It's true that mm. that I think you know that was one of the things that first struck me with the opening sequence, um, the stunt casting the 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 fact that they mirrored the exact movements from Drew Barrymore's death and scream but I'm like mm. yeah but you haven't like set up any dread yes whatsoever. yeah, uh, yeah, like, yeah. It, it's done really bad having it as a designated opening sequence I'm like that's what the scream opening is like that is still yeah. one of the best opening sequences to a movie in any genre of all time period mm. yeah, yeah, um, yeah and it and it and it was clever because scream so self-referential um, it established itself as we, we're going to follow all the rules, but also by the way, we're doing our own thing mm-hmm. that you haven't like you haven't seen this before. Whereas exactly. because yes. this is pastiching this, unlike Freaky, which I think you know is going for more of a comedy angle on it, this one came off more comedy to me than I think it was trying to be. Yes, no, yeah, I'd agree. I got the feeling that this was trying to be serious, but its seriousness made me laugh. Yes. It was like the straight man in it's a true. comedy duo. It's yes. true. And I think it was difficult for me to have come off the back of Freaky to watch this. Because I'm watching that and going like, here's the high school stuff done really good, really well. Yeah. Mm. And w- with a bit more nuance. And then here we have, uh, you know, these characters that are very one dimensional. Um, yeah. And very, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is very post, very post Stranger Things it world. Um Mm. Uh, which the only thing I would say that I did kind of like and from the trailer for the second one I don't know if this is true but I think this would be quite funny or clever of them is that in is that they use Maya Hawk a character that's in Stranger Things and then they kill her off straight away Um, because obviously it's it's very it feels very Stranger Things in terms of the way it looks in terms of the angle it was trying to push on Netflix as well um, and for them mm. to just you know kill that sort of Stranger Things cast member off I thought was quite uh, a clever idea and from what the, the looks of the trailer for the next one which also has um, a casting from uh, Stranger Things I can't, I can't remember the actress's name um, but uh, if they kill her off again in the next one. I'm like, okay, mm. I, I, I see what they try to do here with these opening scenes for the people that are fans of Stranger Things or whatever, and think that these people are going to be the lead or whatever. But um, but yeah, no, I just um didn't. I, I found it difficult. I found it really difficult to like the characters beyond a very sort of at face value uh, thing. Yeah. Um, I found it quite difficult at first to like the protagonist. Um. I think they came across very like, I don't know, very ag- aggressive and just moaning about oh God, yeah. things. And I was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what? Really? I was like, you broke up with her. Like, I don't understand. Uh, do you know what I mean? And then I, I kind of liked her more as the movie went on. But I found it was like, it. it's like that. It's, it's that weird Save the Cat thing, isn't it, Sean? Where like, you've, she, you're showing me this character and you want me to care about her. But all that this character's done is moan at her brother and get angry about not this person being with someone else that she broke up with. And it's, they yeah. there wasn't any moments for me where I was like, okay, I care about this person for some reason until later on. I feel like I, I gained that. Um, I don't know if that was a choice, but I don't know if you guys agree with that. What do you guys think? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I, I think 
it was interesting. It's why the opening sequence didn't resonate for me. It was it was as soon as my uh, uh, my hawk popped up and screamed, "Oh, it's my hawk!" Uh, that's she's a good actress, and but it spends no time on us getting to know her. It's just like this no. is my hawk. You're supposed to yeah. be here because it's my hawk. Whereas, yeah. you know, and and when she died, I'm like, oh okay, right. I see you're doing the scream thing to a T, but without doing any of the work. Um, and then we're introduced to the rest of the characters, and I have to say, I found that the hardest part of the movie because it was just like all of the characters get in- introduced and it's like this school rivalry and it's like oh they've split up but the tension is that she's moved to a town 30 minutes away but everybody <laughs> drives in america yeah um, so and, weird so yeah. none of that none of that setup felt real the cross cutting between the sequences of the fight I was just that like, was cringe i thought it was very cringe is coming off yeah, as an yeah, yeah, idiot yeah. and i want yeah. to see them all go for a bread slicer and like, <laughs> it's true the, it's true one of the, the one of the few characters that actually by the end i'm like i'd like to see yes. that character goes yeah. through a bread slice yeah, yeah it's oh, true I, it was cool but was it the right character I, uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. It, it literally by the end of the film if i were to like list favorite like my favorite characters in order the two at the top were the ones that got killed and i was like oh yeah. oh okay <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, it was great. a problem that I think that the film had though. It was like by the time those two characters are killed, they they are the the two most interesting ones, um, yeah. in, in my in my opinion. Um, but they almost die at the wrong time. Like we're so close to the end of the movie, it's like there's a this big sag in the middle which you're just like, oh, this is so young adult that not everybody's safe, um, yeah. and that they're all going to make it through to the next one. So when it happens, you're kind of like, oh, I feel like you could have just even just move one of them. I agree. Ten I yeah. actually agree. Uh, one in the so one in the middle, one at the end. Yeah. Yeah, because nothing yeah. happens for a really long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And especially the way it. they, especially the way they executed it, because it was bread slice, and I was like, oh shit, they actually fucking they did it. They killed one of the yeah, mains. Yeah, same. Yeah. And then like uh, the brother and the comic relief character look at each other, and like they have a beat, and then it's the axe to the head, and they just kill. But like because we've just had this awesome death, that the axe to the head has no weight and i just i was like no, oh true. okay great you've, and also you cut away you never see one. him again like you cut away yeah after that moment he gets it in and, you, and that's it he's they're gone and then all that's the it. movie yeah. just the movie really moves on quite quickly yeah in terms of the does. characters it's... like the sister and the brother like kind of move on with their life quite quickly i feel like the boy would have been a lot more the brother would have been a lot more distraught considering how much how he felt like yeah yeah, yeah. kiss probably yeah like, yeah it's um, kind of that whole sequence it reminded it sadly it was like the fact that no one died for the middle of the movie it was like okay you're kind of doing a stranger things vibe here which yeah. makes sense because that's clearly the audience you're targeting um yeah. but then it almost goes into a kind of it follows mode mm. and but like for young adults and it doesn't really yeah. kind of follow through in the same way that it follows does like mm. which i actually it think has less it, it has less deaths than it follows but that, that when it does happen, it seems way more earned, and the tension, like the the setup, is far scarier. I think. Yeah. I think you have an intrinsic problem, especially in the logic as well, when the killers only go for the blood, so they walk past people, and it's like, oh, okay, so they they walk past people, that immediately means there's no threat to them, so my the tension's kind of evaporated from the scene because I've only I'm only supposed to care about this one character, but then oh. I also thought back, I'm like. Well then, why are all the other people getting killed? I thought stop. the exact same stop. thing. Stop. <laughs> the exact same stop. thing. Stop. Stop. Is there a review? Stop. 
Is there no, review? there are reviews that talk about this stuff. We've got to remember our position in this. <laughs> okay. We are the defenders. We we will will put aside. We've had this lovely uh, a tangent where we've revealed our colors. We've got to put the mask bat on. We're we're defenders. We we don't think this film is shit currently. <laughs> I'm gonna do the next review. Masks are better. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know who that is. I Kevin feel Mc terrible. It's Kevin McLeod. He presents. Um, he presents the Channel Four series, Grand Designs. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you clearly never went to university. What <laughs> with you entire guys? Entire afternoons off. <laughs> oh, I did. I did. I was just watching Netflix. I guess. <laughs> anyway, right. We're doing the next review. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So this review is from. Robbie Collin, it's a critical review. Oh, Robbie Collin. Uh, he does the BBC show with when Mark Commode's not there. Yes, yeah, he covers Commode. Yeah, 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 yeah. covers Commode, yeah. This might be a female Robbie Collin. Oh! <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is Robbie with an IE. Is that the same yeah, Robbie? Yeah, yeah still. No, no, that's yeah, the yeah. same one, same so, one. I reckon so. Hmm. Hmm. It could be the same, I don't... He's Scottish, yeah. read it in a we'll Scottish accent. Out. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so they did a plot synopsis, and then this the ending of that sentence, uh, that paragraph, and then I'm just going to go into the next paragraph because I'm only doing a paragraph and a sentence. So just you know, try and keep up. So plot synopsis. Naturally, much running and screeching ensues, though the victim's lack of mobile phones is perhaps the only aspect of this that feels truly period accurate. Otherwise, the youngsters look, talk, and act exactly like 2020s teens. There isn't a dodgy fringe anywhere to be seen, let alone dated, provocative, or shudder, problematic attitudes or turns of phrase. The casting and styling looks thoughtless next to the painstakingly era-appropriate faces in Warner Bros. recent adaption of It, or even Stranger Things. The various spearings and choppings are certainly graphic, and there is one memorable, revolting instant involving a supermarket bread slicer that elicits, elicits cackles of revulsion, arguably the signature audience reaction of the horror's scream phase. But otherwise, there's an unmistakable timidity to director Leah Jankin, Janik, Janik and Philip Grazildi's <laughs> screenplay. It feels odd to watch an 18-rated horror that feels as if it's going out of its way not to offend. Uh, and I think the worst part of that review is how I butchered those names. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, you are the bread tough. slicer, and the names were the heads of that damn girl. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that'd be a dull bread slicer as well. Um, I, but yeah, I will say as someone slightly older that the the nineties anachronisms are disgraceful. Mm. Um, 
This, uh, like, nothing makes it feel like you're in 1994 at all. We, we don't think the, all the top hits of uh, the 90s playing every yeah, five seconds but uh, not all of them are from tell you. Like, so yeah, I no, it's true. Fact, it's I true. I thought yeah. that. Without even having to look it up, two of those songs came out in 1996. So it's mm, like, mm. that's just lazy. It's like, to me, it was, it was just a reason to not have cell phones in it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But what 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 I found even more frustrating is how the kid using the chat room was like there's a moment in the later part of the movie where someone's like how do you know that is like the internet I guarantee you in 1994 every single response to that would have been what's the internet <laughs> like even from kids like it wasn't a thing <laughs> like mm. mass it was like and that that frustrated me to no end so I'm with the reviewer on that. Yeah, I'm 100% yeah. with the reviewer on that. I don't necessarily agree with them with the, the horror stuff. I, I like the fact, if I was a kid and that was one of the first horror movies that I'd seen, I love the fact that it's kind of gory in the way that it is. I, think, I agree. I think, that, I think there is a market for this. I think mm. I don't think this film is the right film, but it's the kind no. of film that I've been looking to be made for a while where it's just mm. like, and, and, you know, as much as this is any... I, I, for me, what this kind of stands, and I, it will, I'll get a better sense of it once I've seen the other two, It's this is totally a test on behalf of Netflix. where And mm -hmm. we're seeing these all of the time, where it's kind of like, can we do this? Yeah. And sometimes, right. like, that's really cool, because Netflix are just throwing money at directors and letting them do passion projects, you know. And sometimes it really works, like The Irishman. Yeah. Um, or th what the Duplass brothers are doing with something like Paddleton. And yeah. other times it doesn't work and you get a movie like Bright. And then mm. you, for me, you get a movie like God, this. I forgot about Bright. Yeah, most people have, but apparently <laughs> not Netflix because we're getting a sequel. Um, <laughs> but it's this is a test and I don't think it's wholly successful. But it, mm. I don't think it's a, a, a entirely a whole failure either. Like I, 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 no, I, yeah. I think there, I think there is something to be learned from this. Uh, mm. I think the lesson to be learned is that you still need a better script. But I think that it's proven that you can do movies like this for younger children, younger mm. adults, which is exactly what the purpose of the books were. Um, yeah, to lean into that point, this like, because Netflix is like a family app. Like, you can say stuff is, is uh, more adult-themed and kids shouldn't watch it, but nobody's going to stop them if their parents are not paying attention. And this does have an air about it of, like, Billy's first horror film. Like, this is, <laughs> this is the one where a 12-year-old has been like, ooh, this is horror, I probably shouldn't watch it, but watches it anyway. And it's, like, got just enough blood and gore that... It's that they might have a, a couple of nightmares, but it's not going to like seriously scar them. It's true. I I, I, I I think you could even argue that you could show this film to like someone under the age of ten. <laughs> I feel like I, I I don't see it's. I mean, other than the kills, it's like but the kills mm. are fun. Like as long as you tell your ch your children like this is movies, like this is ketchup. Do you know what I mean mm. this is? Do you know what I mean like this is the fun of movies? Like move, the violence can be cathartic in movies, and it's 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 fun. It's clever special effects most of the time, um, and this movie doesn't do anything particularly like, you know, too horrific. You know what I mean? I know she get the mm. blood slicer, but it's very. Do you know what I mean? It's very kind of not silly, but do you know what I mean? It's very horror. Yeah. It's very Jason X freeze in someone's head and 
coming up. You know what I mean, it's 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 uh, it in the same way that Freaky was gory to me. Yeah, like it, yeah. It, it it can almost play a little bit comedy. Yeah. And I think I yeah. think the interesting aspect of why that is is that there's very little tension or dread throughout. That the is movie. true. Yeah, yeah. And I think the prop that I think the thing that we're struggling with, and the reason that it took me a while to warm to what this is potentially maybe experimenting with, is that the gore and the lack of tension don't quite mesh. That is true. Yeah. yeah they just and so you kind mm. of feel like you're pissing in the wind a little bit. Yeah, it's true. It's kind of a bit of a waste. you're not sure if it's going to blow back at you or just past you. Yeah, mm. it's true. I do. I, I found things were just happening as opposed... I was just watching things unfold as opposed to... I was in there... I was in the character's perspective. I felt tense. I was just as scared for them. I, I just felt like, oh, 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 we lost that one. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, oh, the other one's gone. But that yeah. being said, I do really appreciate uh, them doing that, like we said. I do really yeah. appreciate the violent of, uh, nature of it. I do think they try and make some interesting ideas to explain the horror, which I think is always the hardest part of, the horror, of horror movies. It's always the third act I find... What's the rules that we've just we figured out that we need to now solve to defeat the evil demon or whatever it is? Yeah. I always think that's the hardest part of most uh, horror movies to get right. Um, and funny enough, I actually think this is that was kind of where its strength lied. But again, I think it could have been stronger through it having more tension in those moments. Like, yeah, there was kind of some interesting ideas, but did they didn't draw it out enough? They didn't play with it enough. Um, and therefore mm. I found myself just sort of like I was never I never felt do you, do you know what I mean I never felt I, I'm sorry to be too, too negative but I never felt like I was in there with the characters I never felt like even in Stranger Things say, like you're, you're scared for the characters every time yeah. there's a monster around even if we know this is the cast of crew we followed the whole time and they're probably not going to die but you're, you're, you know they know how to create a sense of dread whereas this I didn't know these characters I didn't know they couldn't die and especially at the end it made me feel like you know any of them could have gone but I didn't feel that way until one of them did. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, kind mm. of to almost counteract what you just said, but then also agree with it in a weird mix match. Um, <laughs> what you were saying about um, not caring, no, no suspense, and you didn't connect with any of the characters, yeah. that I agree with, apart from Bread Slice Girl, because, like, I was, like, like when she was in that sequence, and she was, like, hiding, I was like, oh, what the... F-? Like, I was shouting at my laptop being like get rid of the shirt like you're you, I want you're the only one to live yeah. get rid of the the blood splatter survive That's do it, it yeah. do it and then she got up and they were fighting it was like no and then they turned on the thing and i was like oh no no you this is this isn't gonna happen in this film and then it does and that was the i agree that was the best I moment thought. of the movie that's what I'm saying. That mo- and and you cared about her then because you were scared of I her. I did because there was actual tension in that because you was like, hold on a minute, beautiful. She's been stabbed. Wait, she's gonna die? Wait, oh wait, no, she can't die. Surely, I don't know. Head's yeah. gone for the breast slicer. Do you know what I mean? So you cared it about her through the perfect for the pain of it. Yeah, you know, that like if the movie had been that sequence, brilliant. But then to agree with your point, I've got to turn to the not the protagonist but the ex-girlfriend come girlfriend who is fully willing to step outside when they're in the school and die um but then they figure out oh she doesn't have to die but we still have to kill you uh, and then she becomes super afraid of death even though she accepted death not five minutes prior 
and then they choose to kill her with an overdose. <laughs> yeah, that and is really think, hard to come that is, back from. That is true. And it's yeah. like an over. And like, yes, they mentioned so it earlier true. that like it was set up, I guess, but they don't even give the girl water. They expect her to just <laughs> That's true. dry swallow these pills <laughs> in like swallow, fifteen swallow. minutes. <laughs> and it's, it's just like, what? Do you also, look- yeah. It kind of annoyed me because it's like, you know, if you take a pill, it doesn't work straight away. Like any no. pill, it takes no, yeah, that, to it takes a while. Yeah, it can, yeah. It can mm. take a while depending on what you're taking. I'm not just talking about recreational drugs because yeah. I wouldn't know anything about that. But I'm talking about like you know prescribed medication. That's yeah. going that you know that it doesn't work like that. And it is. I mean. You can give it a bit of leeway because movie. It's a movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. But yeah, sometimes it can be like days after the movie. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, no, it's there's true, logic yeah. to that. But I did quite like I did quite like that they had to drown her in a lobster tank and the little yeah. shot of the lobster crawling away. Like, yeah, I like that. I don't, like, there were moments where I'm like, okay, this, this film sometimes knows what it is and it's yes. some yeah. fun and some charm. Yeah. But like, as a whole... It feels like a semi-failed like experiment. It feels that, like yeah, I agree. I don't know. It, it feels like but, you were working as part of a group project on a science project at school, and one person just didn't pull their weight, and the other two people <laughs> had yeah, to make yeah. up on that. And and they only told the people in that group the day before. They were like, "Yeah, I forgot to do my bit, so you just <laughs> have to do it for me." Yeah, so they had to like slap together some bits. Yeah, because even that lobster bit, which was. Like, as you said, it was quite a good bit. But when I saw the lobster, because it was still covered in water, and it was like... I thought that that was blood. And I was like, oh, that was so clever. Because then it's another target for them to chase. And then in, like, the next scene, you can just have a crunch noise. And then her look up from the drowning (laughs) and be like, oh, well, that didn't fucking work. But (laughs) it's just a random lobster that's in for a shot and then disappears again. (laughs) Like, everything else. (laughs) i tell you what I did think as well. I felt like Samantha was a more interesting character than the protagonist. I thought that it would probably be more interesting that we followed her as opposed to the main character. Because, you know, she has this parent... She has rich parents that are not happy with her relationship with another lady. That's something that we could have... I think that was more interesting to explore. Um, Yeah. That she got moved... She moved away from her friends and stuff. I find, like, she would have been a more interesting protagonist that I could root for more to follow. And... did, did you guys agree with that? I felt like yeah. Like, we'll we'll just explore, really. Yeah, we, just ex- we get told about it, and it's only at the end of the film yeah, that right, there's yeah. any sort of like visual payoff yeah. to what we've been talking about. Yeah, like why no point do we see the mother prior? Like she could have been in the hospital when protagonist goes to visit Sam. Yeah. But, it's yeah, true. I, it's very true. Uh, no, I, I was going to say I I agree with that because typically what you expect is that the thing that's happening, you know, the curse of the witch or whatever happens to your you, you know your lead character, so you get to mm. spend time on that journey. Yeah. Um, exactly. Whereas this, it was almost like, well, she could die, but I feel like even if she does, the story is only going to carry on. With, carry on. With, yeah. with, is what's the what is the lead actress name? D- Dina. Is it Dina? D. D. Yeah. yeah. Dina. Diane. Something like that. Deanna. Yeah, it's something along those lines. Girlfriend. Um, And I think that's probably because they've got that character. I haven't seen, but I assume that there's probably like a a through line with the the trilogy in the quote-unquote present. And so 
she's the one that's going to carry on to the end of the films. Like, I feel that's probably what they've done. The other thing I will say that I'll give the movie credit for, though, with, with the casting of everyone except that D character, mm. mostly age-appropriate. They all yes, actually I agree. around the right age, except yeah. for her. And I looked it up during the movie because it was annoying me, and she is, like, <laughs> 28 years old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh! And it, it, bum, it bummed me out, because I was like, everybody else kind of looks, especially it's the true. blonde kid that gets the axe through the head. I was like, he Definitely. actually feels like a teenager. Yeah. And he acts um, like one, and, and it, I thought it was quite... That's, I think that's why you guys were saying that you liked him more as a character. I feel like he... He acted like how kind of boys do at that age. Um, uh, and mm. there's a couple of funny scenes with that. Uh, yeah, I think that's really true. They all did feel very young apart from the main protagonist. I, I feel like you could have followed any one of those other characters as opposed to... I don't know the if that was just me. I, yeah, I just felt no, like there no, wasn't I much agree. to her at all. Yeah, um, I, I, That became really um, key for me at the end when the police officer's just like you're going to pin this on your friend? And she was like, you mean my friends who are like, look after their sister and like worked a job to pay their, to cause their parents are broke or whatever. And I was like, that would have been more interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, but when they like, yeah, I saw her looking <coughs> after her sisters, but like I saw her giving the drugs to the kids to like, dish them. I was like, I'd rather see that version where that line hits. Yeah. Because yeah. that would, you know, if this is for young adults, if that's what we're talking about, there's nothing you feel more than when you're a teenager, like the world is against you. Yes, and that exactly. everything you do is a, is a burden to you. And like, yeah. you know, like I had to help my parents start paying their mortgage by the time I was 16. So like seeing something like that on screen would have been amazing for me because that yeah. was such a unique experience for me. No one else that I, I grew up with friends had to do that. Yeah. It was like, there was a, a, it felt like a real missed opportunity for that as the narrative as opposed to what was the narrative. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I felt the exact same. <laughs> but, again, we're defending. Yeah. We're going to be defending against Butcher Boy Bryce and their 3 out of 10. Butcher Boy. <laughs> Another short attention span Netflix TV movie marketed as a film. Zero build-up or suspense. Scenes constantly skip ahead with ADHD pacing and zero scene building. Characters tell the viewer the plot via exposition dumps. Features lots of great music from the 90s, but music supervisor seems to have zero context or understanding or appreciation of this era. Songs skip ahead from one to another, don't play out fully, and don't match up to what is happening on screen. Mm. They rarely play longer than the chorus. Seriously, fire their music department. Imagine an <laughs> alien watch Scream and MTV Cribs for the first time <laughs> and then was told to make a film with a TV budget. It, it, it's interesting. Like I, I've already talked mm. about the music, so I won't. I won't linger yeah. on it. I do feel like it was lazy. Um, yeah, but definitely. Uh, as, all of the '90s stuff was incredibly lazy, in my opinion. Yeah, um, it didn't need to be set in the '90s. It, it, it oh, absolutely didn't. It, no. it it really didn't. But the the one thing I will say is um, that this film kind of exists because of the, for me at least, it exists because and forgetting supernatural like that mm. like i watched the first few seasons of supernatural when it first started in 2004 
And I I was really pleased with it because it felt like a kind of teen show, because it was, that's its target demographic and remained its key demographic, um, given the network it was on. But it had some really good actual like character moments and mm. really like actually went to town with the violence. Like there's some really good stuff, even from episode one. And in 2004, that was kind of groundbreaking. And I feel like this movie, th- this movie is kind of just a young adult thing like Riverdale. And they've just gone, let's throw some violence in it. And instead of actually constructing the best version of it that they could have, they've just kind of gone, eh, it worked for Supernatural. Let's just fucking try that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, yeah, it, it doesn't take a lot to kind of pin those two bits together and understand entirely where you're coming from because it does have that weak, paper-thin care to it. I, I think right. that's what, yeah, I, th- I agree. I, I think that's what I'm surprised, I'm kind of, I think the, the, it's part of the problem with like, I'm curious to see the second one because mm. I feel like this first one doesn't try to reinvent the wheel at all and just instead gives you mm. what you've seen before. But the concept of doing the three movies, horror movies, the trilogy, is like kind of a new thing. So I'm curious yeah. to see, like, okay, we've had to set you up with this kind of first one where we, you know, we just deliver what you've seen before. I'm interested to see if they take that and go, okay, well, the second one we try and do something a bit different. I, I I'm just curious. Um, yeah, same. Especially because even though our, our source, well, our friends have said that it's like the best of the trilogy, it doesn't really amount to anything if this they ranked as a, a three out of ten. And that's a four out of ten. So it's it's better, yeah, but it's yeah. still not great. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, true. Yeah, yeah. And especially for the three of us, we go we're like we don't know if that is. So it's kind of a we only know it's better. Oh. Right. I'm gonna do this final review from Eric Kane. It's a two star out of Eric something. Kane, though their website didn't tell me. Uh. We'll get rid of the bottom line. It's a... I've top and tailed it once again. There are multiple paragraphs. I'll pull it after a paragraph. I often talk about how shaving 20 minutes from a film would help the pacing or make an overall more enjoyable experience for audiences. But Fear Street 1994 isn't particularly long and cutting 20 or 30 minutes wouldn't solve its most glaring problems. You can't make us care about these flat, uninteresting characters by improving the movie's glacial pacing. Even the funny man Simon isn't particularly funny. <laughs> so that's paragraph one. Um, I, I didn't have too much of an issue with it pace-wise once I got past that first... 10-15 minutes of the film yeah. that was the only point of it where I was like this is really dragging once it kind mm. of once it kind of got going I, I agree. Like, it's kind of moving pretty well yeah. um, it was just that stuff up front like the Shelbyville Springville, Springfield kind of yeah, yeah. school stuff intercut yeah. with that awful argument, argument. where she's brought oh. this box yeah, of yeah, things yeah. to this game it's not even knowing if she's going to see it I was just like oh it that is hands down the worst moment of the film. Oh, 100%. Mm. All of that. And the yeah. whole, and, and everything that 
stops it from being great kind of falls out from the fact that they've pinpointed that as the emotional backbone of it. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I agree. So, yeah, I can understand. I mean, for, the fact that it took me two attempts to get into it, yes, it does have a pacing problem, but I think it has a it has a number of issues. But once it gets going with what it's trying to do, I don't think the pace is necessarily the issue. I think it has some bigger issues than pace. I agree. I don't think that's its glaring yeah. problem. I think that, you know, that was fine. I didn't think... I wasn't... Either, I didn't hate it, I didn't, didn't like it. Either way, in terms of the pacing of it, I didn't think it was too bad. I, I do I do kind of dig that it just got going. You know? Mm. Um, it takes time to slow down in the, in the middle a bit, but it kind of just... It does try to keep you on your toes a little bit, I think. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. Um, yeah, I'd say it wasn't the pacing. It's the fact that it's... Um, well, it's the characters not even are true. Undercooked. It's just. It's still raw. Yeah. It, it, a lot of the ingredients are still raw. It, yeah, it's yeah. still. You, you can taste the flour and the egg still, and you don't want that in your in your beautifully baked film. Like that first fifteen minutes, I've got. I've, I've I've improved it. Like you know, it's that classic cocky thing of being able to say like, "This is how you solve that problem," but it's so glaringly obvious that you can mm. get rid of that conversation by just having the lead character Dina and the bread slicer head girl have a conversation about the fact that she's just broken up and these are the do you know what I mean like just like yeah. how yeah. are you feeling about that like it's really hard cross cut that with the other girl on the other side who's like with the boyfriend but actually yeah. having a terrible time and oh, you can yeah. do that in a matter yeah. of that's that's two scenes and, and no then, dialogue either really necessarily no, in mm. terms you of don't even need a lot the of that, dialogue. Yeah. you can just yeah, have yeah. it um, also maybe don't have the confrontation and the reason they chase after the bus. Um, it's they they have a brawl at a like a funeral wake yeah. thing, like a, like a moment of silence, Shit. and like the communities are meant to come together, but the the bliss field or whatever they they're called, like the good the good village people are like, uh, they're all scum, fucking good yeah, that they're that, dead. That was another thing you just reminded me of why I found it quite difficult to like a lot of these characters. It was just like no one gave a fuck that these people mm. died. Like, no. like, like, I know they do that trope before where there's always one guy. There's always that one douchebag, you know, in the school who's, like, dragging yeah. the, the body along. You know? But, like, that's fair enough. But, like, everyone just didn't give a shit. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I was kind of like, how am I supposed to like these people? They don't they have no empathy for, <laughs> or, or fear yeah. whatsoever like, that these murders happen they all the time. labelled this town as, like, murder central or whatever, like, people... I still genuinely care about stuff, especially yeah, yeah. if they live there. Yeah, like in it when, it, when people die, people are kind of like, you know, there's, there's, there's a weight that the school holds. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, whereas like this guy, I gave a shit. And then it was like, <laughs> okay, what? Like, it was weird. Can, we, can I also just say, like, worst sheriff ever? Like, <laughs> like yeah. so useless, ineffective yeah. mm. at every capacity. Mm. Like, yeah. Literally watching kids commit assault on other kids and none of them get arrested. They're just free mm, to drive mm, off yeah. and do whatever. It was just l like that That level of it is just ludicrous. So it's just like there are so many logic issues in that. Just rewrite the scene without yeah. them. Like you've written them into your script. Just write, just like come back and go, right, how can we do this without oh. those problems? Yeah, yeah, but then if you want to talk about the sheriff, you've got to talk about the police guy that gets his gun stolen from oh, yeah. him during yeah. like a hug or whatever, like a, a, a little confrontation. And then Deanna has the gun, uses it once, 
and then drops it. In the middle of the street. And yeah. what does that show? In the middle of the road. Not the gun. The, the necklace. The necklace. Yeah. But also, how did he not see that when he pulled in? His car was there when he know. pulled in. When he was facing that way. Oh, yeah. That's true. Okay. All right. I think, next paragraph. Next paragraph. Just, just forgot to get best paragraph. Yeah, I just sure. feel like the film. Uh, it sounds horrible to say, but I, I feel like it's it, it's like a first draft. Like it it it, it has a lot maybe of kind of good ideas. Maybe a second, but like it kind of. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff I was like you just just tighten that you know just tighten that yeah. up take away the, the the very expositional dialogue of the things and, and you know there's a lot of good ideas just add people give, it, give a bit more meat to the characters because there's, some, mm. there's something good here and I feel like that's why the third act is strongest point because that's when it separates itself from what we've seen before put necessarily you know what I mean okay this is intriguing this is something different whereas I feel like the whole movie is just kind of like oh we've been here before this is kind of, you've seen this, let's kind of just, just run you through it. Let's run you through the beats. And then, like, I even got to the point where I was like, oh, we're at this point of the movie that we've seen a million times before now. But um, I, yeah. I feel like it just could have tightened it a little bit. But, yeah. If you're looking for a generic slasher with generally unlikable to blasé high school-aged protagonists, a ho-hum supernatural villain and a handful of slasher monsters that are only mildly scary at best, definitely stream Fear Street 1994 on Netflix. It checks off all of the boxes. If you want to watch actually enjoyable horror slasher movies, Look at the film's inspirations instead. From Scream to The Blair Witch Project to Poltergeist to Halloween, there are plenty of far better scary movies to choose from, with both Fear Street 1978 and Fear Street 1666 uh, landing later this month. I was looking forward to a trilogy of new slashes. Instead, the only reason I'll tune in for the sequels is to write these reviews and hope that I'm pleasantly surprised. <laughs> you know what? Fish. Oh. Uh, th this paragraph just kind of leads on, but if you want to jump in, I was going to say, you know what? I'm 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 with you on that. It's like the 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 film's falling short where it falls short. I'm kind of watching the next one out of out of. To see if it will get better. Yeah, same. Just yeah. continue at the same. I, I, it, yeah, kind of that sunken cost fallacy of I've put in the first film, I've got to follow through now. Yeah, yeah exactly that. Yeah. Exactly that. I'm stood yeah. in this queue. I'm staying firm, even though the other one's moving faster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Fear Street 1994 has a designed by committee feel that infects everything from its casting choices to its costume design to its nostalgia-burdened plot. Far from a subversion of the genre or a fun homage to 90s horror, Fear Street 1994 is derivative, shallow, and painfully generic, playing it safe at almost every turn. Only its bloody endcaps save the film from utter mediocrity. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stunned I mean, silence. It's it, we've kind of talked about it, yeah. Me? But I kind of think that's a really good review to leave it on because I kind of feel like this film is mediocre at best. Hmm. 
and as an experiment it hasn't quite worked but I don't think it's a complete failure too yes, and I would absolutely. welcome seeing more violent things mm. aimed at a younger audience I would say there we haven't seen the entire experiment yet we've only no, seen true. part that's one true. of the experiment yeah, that's, that's true. true like if if our friends are to be believed at least the second part of the experiment is good I don't know if the third part nobody's said anything yeah, about that's the third true. Part, which is kind of worrying no nor have I yeah which is worrying it's like yeah it's concerning yeah, first yeah. one mediocre second one's great silence but it's kind of like you know there are so many great directors out there with projects where I'm like, why can't we get that as a trilogy? Like, mm. do you know what I mean? Like, why are we... I would rather take Joe Carnahan's White Jazz script, which has been kicking around for such a long time and is absolutely fucking brilliant. Like, mm. why can't we have that instead of three of these? <laughs> mm. Right. Um, yeah. I feel like we've all kind of already decided... Um, in our own bubbles, and then come together to make a, just a big bubble. Yeah. Not the not the nice three bubble things that you occasionally see. It's just one big bubble. Um, is Fear Street Part One, nineteen ninety four four seven four four, four. four. nineteen ninety four awful? Unfortunately, uh, yeah. Yes. I think, I think <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it in is. In the like... in the monochromatic awesome or awful it, it is awful yeah i'm um, never gonna watch it again yeah. on a scale it's still probably awful <laughs> yeah. and we uh, tried we like, did try was, we said what we liked like, about it as well yeah. we, yeah, we did yeah, say yeah. I, I think it was fair I think we kind of i feel like if i listened to this having not seen it i'd be like i kind of intrigued i think this is bad but like yeah as long as i get through that first 10 minutes maybe there's something here yeah uh, that yeah might be might be well, interesting hey to see you might even might be like next. me and enjoy the first 10 minutes yeah like, and yeah. this that last reviewer, they said the end caps, so that's beginning and end. So that probably the reviewer liked the same shit that I did, which was the homage paying tribute to a Scream and then Bread Slicer. Which, oh, the, Bread Slicer was great. The best thing I, since sliced bread is the yeah. Bread Slicer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Beautiful. What would you double bill? What are you double billing this, this film with? Um, Gods of Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, Charles, I, I, I almost feel oh. like I double. Sorry, I almost feel like I double bill it with Scream, so that you can be like, this is, because I almost feel like the target audience for this is people that haven't seen Scream. Right. So I'd be like, here's the movie that's actually the '90s movie that this promised it could be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Okay. Like, I would agree. Um, with that, I think it's difficult double billing it because you're just double billing it with the better movie. Um, <laughs> I would almost just say, just because I watched it recently, Freaky, you could kind of watch those yeah. two mm. modern ones. I think they, they would go quite well together. Because, um, I like we said, there's some moments that maybe unintentionally funny in this, and uh, yeah, that's a film that's trying to be funny. Um, and they've got a similar vibe, particularly with the kind of CGI violence. Um, mm. and stuff um, so yeah I feel like that would be my pick even though I probably yeah. much prefer Freaky as a movie yeah um, I'm gonna go a little further afield and I'm gonna say scary movie <laughs> <laughs> because you've got this film which you can see blatant influences uh, and they try and do like a good well not good a, a, a more um, 
focused, uh, no, stern, no. They're actually trying to make a film, yeah. whilst Scary Movie has a lot of the same sort of influences, but it's the com- the comedic side of it. So you'll have your straight man and your comedy character in a nice little duo, and I feel like that would be a nice double bill, probably. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Why don't you watch it, good listener, and tell us what you thought of that double bill. Double bill all three of these. <laughs> and do you guys think, I just want to ask, do you guys think that we should do the second one on the podcast? Oh, 100%. I, think I was going to say, I think we should yeah. come back and do it in a couple of weeks. I think so. That's good. Uh, yeah, I mean, Halloween's just around the corner. I'd, I'd say Jesus. Halloween, we'll save, save it for then. Wait, is well, it? Well, not Halloween, but month. Um, October. <laughs> All right. Save, okay, it, save yeah. it for October. Yeah, we can do another, because we did that last time we recorded during October where we did lots of horror films then. So we can the only problem with that is with Save It for October is fucking everything is coming out in October. Like Bond's coming uh, in October, Lost and So is coming in October, June's yeah. coming out in October, Jackass is coming in October, uh, busy, Halloween Kills, busy. do you know what I mean? So we're like, I feel be like... Busy. That's it, yeah. we're going to be busy. Gonna be well, busy. we'll have to see if um, Fear Street 2 can can hold st- hold fast and actually stay there and if those films actually release. Because, uh, <laughs> world's still in toy mall. Sean. Hello, how are you doing? Still good. You- still good? Still happy? <laughs> still, still living the dream? Still good. Uh, you can find me at sgrimsleyfilms.com and as always, support Full Fat Videos, please. Uh, quality content coming straight up from the mouth of Matthew Whittle. <laughs> and Charles. You can find us on... Facebook, Insta- uh, Instagram, Patreon, and YouTube. Your favorite film is awful, and you can find us on Twitter at FabFilmsAwful. Mwah, beautiful. So yeah, uh, let us know what you want to watch, what you want us to watch and talk about. If enough, if enough people, let's say enough, let's keep it vague. If enough people want us to do Fear Street Part Two. Maybe we'll do it before October. Yeah. Maybe we'll do it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I hope that you're having a lovely day or night or whenever you're whenever you're watching this. Bye-bye. Take care. Au revoir.